0: Very good. How are we all? You're good? It's good to be here this morning. Looking forward to um, sharing with you. Today's not a, a normal message as such. It's it's count me in it, which has been said. And I just want to say this from the beginning. The, the thing with these messages is there's a lot of information that I'm going to share. And I'm going to share information because it's important that we as a church community know where we're going, what's happening, just so that you can be included in. There's nothing nothing to hide, but we just want to say this is who we are, this is what we're doing, and this is what 2018 looks like. And But my prayer this morning is this, and really it's for you to, to do this, is during this this time, is to be asking God the whole time, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? What's new for me in 2018? What changes are new for me? It might not have anything to do with church. It might be something in your personal life. It's about saying to God, God, what is it that you would have for me in this year? I feel like the last two Sundays have been like an introduction to today. So if you've been away the last two weeks, I, I, don't, I never say this, but listen to my podcast. Listen to the church podcast and the last two messages. Week one, I spoke actually two weeks ago was a message called unshakable because unshakable was the word that I felt God gave me for this year. For me, but also for us as a church, that we would be unshakable. In, in a world that is shaking, we would remain unshakable because we serve an unshakable God. So it's important that you listen to that message. And then last week, I shared really the heart behind the table, really the whole reason about why we gather together and what church could look like. It's not just about a service. It's not just about what we're doing right now, but it's so much more than that. So really, I do encourage you to listen to those two messages, and um, I'll never say that again this year, I promise. (laughs) Buy my CD. No, just kidding. What else? Next week and the week after, we'll get back to getting a passage of Scripture, pulling it apart, and seeing what God wants to speak to us, which I love to do. But today, like I said, is important. It involves two things. It involves me sharing where we're going, who we are, but it also involves you saying, count me in. I want to respond. I want to be involved. In Matthew 16, Jesus said these words, I will build my church. I will build my church. Jesus declaring that he will build his church really important that we get that from the outset it's his church it's not my church you know Sonny who's my youngest boy he's seven and he often drives and he goes dad you know how you're the boss of the church and I, and I know what he's saying it's he well if you're away who's the next boss he wants to know who's in charge he wants to know where he is in the pecking order to see when he gets the reign of things but in his little head it's this is dad's church and that's cool and there's there's some truth in that but the reality is it's not my church it's his church It's God's church and he is building his church. He is the one that provides the increase. He is the one that provides the growth. He is the one that provides the inspiration. And it's him that we need to always remember. It is his church. He is still building his church today. And the amazing thing is he invites you and I to be a part of it. When he gave us this mandate, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, this is what Jesus said to his disciples and he says to us today. says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I love what Loz said earlier before. He has the final say. Because all authority on heaven and earth has been given to him. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, that is in the simplest form, why we are here. We're here because Jesus said to go and to make disciples of all nations. The church exists because people still do not know who Jesus is. If everyone on the earth knew who Jesus was and worshipped him, then the the role of the church and the role of us would be finished. God's kingdom could come. But while there's still people who haven't heard, while there's still people that haven't received the love and the truth of who Jesus is, then our role and our, our mandate is not finished. Wherever there are people on the earth that are away from God, we still have a role to play. We still have a mission and a mandate to follow. Because the church is not a building. It's not a denomination. According to the Word of God, the church is the body of Christ, which simply means those who have placed their faith in Jesus, those who have decided to follow Jesus, those who have said, yep, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, you then become the church. And across the globe today, people will be gathering as the church, There'll be many different formats. There'll be many different styles. If we were in India, the singing would be going for another four hours before the message started because every church has a different style and a different flavor, but there is that one central thing, which is they gather around no other name, his name. And so today, we are simply a local gathering, a local church, part of something much bigger. And I, I, I love that I get to just share with you about this local church, what is it that God is saying to us? What is it that God has called us to do as a local church? Okay, November last year, I, I shared some core values with who we, with you as a church. I'm going to quickly revisit them today. Um, you might not have been here. You might not have a clue what I'm talking about. You might have them tattooed on your back already because you're in whatever it is. The reason we came up with these core values is we, we wanted to answer these questions. The questions were, who do we want to become? What's really important to us here at Real Life Church? What are the things that we value as a church community? What are the things that are important to us? And so these are the five core values that we came up with. The first one is innovation. Who wants to do things the same way all the time? Any of you routine lovers out there, I'm going to get you. It's okay to have a little bit of routine, but I think there are times where we need to break out of the mould. Break out of the, just the, the same old, same old, and just say, you know what? Let's, let's look at doing things in a new and a fresh way. It's not chucking out the truth. It's not chucking out Jesus in no way. It's about being fresh. It's about not relying on formulas or methods, but relying on the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide. I don't want to ever become predictable. I want to be reliable, but I don't want to be predictable. I want us to be the church can be relied upon, but I don't want us to be predictable that we just it's a going through the motion church. Who wants to go to a going through the motion church? Anyone? No, no, no don't see any hands. That's good. Isaiah 43 from the message um, translation says this, verse 16. This is what God says: the God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lay down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road to the desert, rivers in the broadlands. Wild animals will say, thank you, the coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert. Rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I chose, the people I made, especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. I love what that says. Be alert and be present. That's what it is. It's about being a church that is present for the new. It's a church that is prepared to try new things. It is a church that is prepared to give things a go. And if they don't work, well, hey, we learned something and we'll try something else. It's not about being a a formula church. We want to acknowledge the past. You know, this church has got a great history. Grant and Megs did an incredible job to plant this church and to get it established. But... The reality is, it is a new season. And I love Grant and Megs, but this is a new day. And we honour the past and we build on the past, but we don't dwell in the past. We don't go over and over in the past. We don't talk about the good old days. We remember them, we build on them, but we say, no, what, today is going to be a great day. Tomorrow is going to be a great day. It is a new day. And I really think that we need, for some of us, and I'm aware, in this room, there will be a mixture of people. There will be people that still miss the past. There will be people that are glad the past is gone. There will be people that are unaware of the past. But whatever your natural feeling is and your natural tendency, it's about saying, no, today is a new day. God is doing a new thing, and we want to be prepared for what God has for us. We're thankful for what has happened, but we're excited about what the future looks like. I believe it's time we start exploring, and we've talked about this over again, about being the church, not just coming to church. What does it look like when we come on a Sunday? When I say we come to church or we do church, what does that mean in your head? What do you think straight away? Let's start to challenge what that looks like. Let's be a church that values innovation and trying new things. Number two, freedom. We want to be a church that values freedom that really, really believes that people can be set free by the good news, can be set free by what God does in their life. We can be free to, to worship God, free to be who God created us to be. I would much rather be known as a person of faith than as a religious person, a person that has a belief in God, and because of that belief, I am free. Galatians 5.1 says, Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again to slavery, to the law. This church will be a church that fights against religion. If we see religion, we will come up against it. Signs of religion, a religious person, just check yourself for a minute. Comfortable and judgmental. If you're getting comfortable and you're getting judgmental, that's a sign that you're becoming religious and you need to fight against that. We don't want to be a church that is religious. We want to be a church that is faith-filled. We want to be a church that values freedom because Christ has set us free. Number three, we want to be a church that values acceptance. We really believe that God loves and values all people, no matter what their color, no matter what their belief, no matter what their background. We, we say things like, come as you are, but let's be challenged, church. Do we really believe that? Do we really allow people to come as they are with their their issues and their problems and their ugliness and their dysfunction? Do we allow that? Are we okay with that? Is there room at our table in our own individual lives and as a church for new people, people that are not part of our group? You know, Matthew, I mean, Romans 5.8 says this, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. I want this to be a church that no matter who you are, you feel welcome, you feel accepted, and you feel that you could belong in this place. We want to be a church that places dignity, value, and worth on all people. All people. We trust that the Holy Spirit is able to convict lives. You know, the Holy Spirit is pretty good at convicting life. He doesn't need us so much to tell others what's wrong with their life. He needs us to love them, to accept them. At times, there'll be places where we can speak the truth in love, but it starts with love. It does not start with with pointing out their faults or pointing out their errors. Trust the Holy Spirit to be the person that speaks to them. You know, we will be aware that we can start to disciple our community. We don't need to wait for people to be in the doors of this church, to love them, to, to value them. We accept and value all people because that's what Christ did for us. So number three was acceptance. Number four, community. We want to be a church that values community. This, this word is, is twofold. Twofold. There's the community in here, us as a church, but it's also the community that we are part of. I really believe that if we are doing our job as reaching our community, then to look around this room today should reflect the wider, broader community of Maitland and the surrounding areas. The people that call Maitland and the surrounding areas their home, then this church should be a reflection of that if we're doing our job of of reaching this community not just one different group or one socioeconomic group, but the whole community, the whole community. I love that through the week, you know, at the moment, one of the groups hiring our building, they're teaching um, new Australians English. Is that right, guys? And so we've got um, people from different nations and different countries coming in here through the week, learning English in one of our rooms and just being in this environment and being in this building through the week because those people live in our community. And I love that they can call this place a place that is adding value to their life and giving them something that will help them. So it's a great partnership to be able to do that. But I want to be a church that, yeah, really reflects our local community. I believe in a community that moves beyond simply being friendly. You all you all look pretty friendly. Turn to the person next to you. Just don't say anything. Just give them a score in your head out of 10 how friendly they are. Are they friendly? You know, it's good... It's good to be friendly. Everyone says, g'day, how how are you? But uh, here's a challenge, church. Let's move beyond being friendly and let's move to being, hey, I've got room in my life for you. Hey, I've got room at my table for you. For a new person that's trying to find community and trying to find friends and trying to get connected, include them in into the discussion, include them in to the invite and not just be caught up in your own group and your own comfort zone but be open and willing to accept new people in to your community. That's the way we're going to grow as a church. You know, I believe in a community that's full of contributors, not just consumers. You know, we don't come to church. It's not like we're going to watch a sporting match. You don't just sit in the grandstand and watch and go, oh, that's good. Oh, they could do that better. Oh, they've been doing that all day. Ref, do something about that. Pastor, do something about that. No, we come to church to participate to be involved, to be a contributor, not just a consumer, which leads to my last value, which is unity. Everything that we do, we want to work together, better together when we work together. I don't want to lead a church. I said this in November. A church that is dependent on me is a sucky church because I don't want to lead a church that's dependent on the pastor. I want to lead a church that is dependent on everyone working together, a church that values team. A church that recognizes that people have been given authority in different areas, but they're doing it because they just want to serve and see the church grow and be all that it can become. I believe in a church that works together in unity, like what we see in, in our God. Innovation, freedom, acceptance, community, and unity. These are the values of who we want to be as a church. And I'm not saying that we're there or that we've arrived I'm not saying that just by me saying it in November and then saying it in February that it's all of a sudden happening. But these are the words, these are the values that I want us to to shape and help in our decision-making is who we are. So it's not so much this morning about this is what we're doing. I'll talk to you about that in a minute. This is who we are. This is who we want to be. This is what we value as important in the life of this church. Those five words. Okay, next little section. You're coping with the information? good I just want to let you know our team you know people often say who's who does this or who does that so the next couple of slides some of these names won't mean anything to you but it's just important that you know that there are people in these roles and that there are people looking after these different things so the first slide senior pastor hi that's me I'm Lottie <laughs> Michael Lott my brother or family sometimes call me Mick but you can call me whatever it doesn't really bother me some people yeah don't call me whatever some people can't handle calling me laddie. That's all right. You can call me whatever you like. I will smile <laughs> and say, Get me a coffee. <laughs> not in these 21 days. I really, I'm, I'm not having coffee for 21 days, but I've still got a lot of meetings in coffee shops. <laughs> it's, it's just wrong. I need to go have meetings elsewhere. Drink tea? tea? That's what Loz drinks, no. I'm discovering lots of nice fresh juices, so it's a good healthy thing. Anyway, our board, these names. If your name starts with J, you are welcome on our board. Jay Gale, Jack Williams, Josh Padmos, Josh Davy, Bruce Robertson and myself make up the board of this church. They are responsible for financial decisions, things to do with a building, any big refinancing of our loan all that sort of business stuff these guys are the ones that are responsible for making those decisions our leadership team and this is in no particular order but we're going to start with kids colleen williams who's out there she's not in here but she is overseeing kids she oversees the cosmic kids and starburst kids i want to acknowledge rose white who has led starburst kids for the last few years doing a great job of that so thank you rose not going to embarrass you Wherever you are, there you are. But um, so Colleen's overseeing all the kids. So if you're interested in anything to do with kids, go see her. She'll be out in the kids' room. Josh and Pip Davey. Josh, quickly stand up. Pip's up in the multimedia desk. These guys head up youth and young adults. So anything to do with the youth ministry, which is year 6 to year 12, and then young adults, which is 18 to 25, 30, something like that. Anyway. Go see them. What else? Josh Davey also has the responsibility of business manager. So he's over all the finance, the legal, the building and the IT, which he loves. Loves explaining IT things. Uh, Whereas Rachel Mitchell, give us a wave, Rachel. Rachel does all the financial administration and works in the office as well. Then we have Penny Jackson and, and she does a lot. Penny is what I call operations, um, and those involves those things. She's also helps out with creative administration. She's also in charge of the women's ministry. She's also my PA, and also means the Hunter ACC secretary. So we get a lot of value for money out of Penny <laughs> Jackson for the few days that we pay her. Now, just important to know this team: some of them are paid, some of them are volunteer. Some of them have full-time jobs and then just do a role at the church as well. So there's a whole mixture in there. So just because I say the name doesn't mean that they're, I mean, working at the church. Some of them do it in a volunteer capacity. Jeanette King, where are you, Jeanette? Give us a wave. There's Jeanette, she does Sunday services, which looks after the run sheets and all the rostering, that, that fun stuff. Not all the rostering, but the teams involved in putting Sundays on. Jay Gale, who was playing the bass this morning, give us a wave, Jay. He's in charge of creative. If you want to know anything about creative, you can go see him. Gary and Louise Ernst, over here, give us a wave, Gaz and Louie. They head up pastoral care and also missions. So pastoral care is crisis support, prayer requests, births and funerals are the main areas in pastoral care. They do a lot more than that, but that's just what fitted in the brackets on the screen. And missions involves real care, which is our local arm of being the hands and feet of Jesus the welfare side of things. So we'll talk about that in a minute, what's involved in that. But then also the national and international missions. So the trips that we send to Vanuatu and Madan and places like that. So that's Gary and Louis. And then some new people on team, which is Brett and Elizabeth Cobby. Where are these guys? Up the back there. They've just joined. These guys, yeah, you can give them a ham. Stepped into Tammy's role, which is... Um, You're pretty brave to do that. I'm just saying that right now. But really, the two areas that I've asked these guys to be responsible for are connections, which is the welcome team, new people, the connect lounge, and what I call pathways, helping you grow as a follower of Jesus. And that involves new Christians, water baptisms, and life groups. So they're the main two areas that these guys oversee together. So that is the team that oversees. So when I say our team, that's often who... I'm referring to, I know there's many more involved and there's many different layers of leadership underneath all of these teams, but these are the guys that head up a significant area of church life. And like I said, some are paid, some aren't. If you want to talk about any of those things, come and see them or me afterwards and see how you can be involved. A couple more things. We've already talked about camp. We won't talk about that now. But the table, just on the table, So really for next Sunday is the first time that we're gathering around the table. I really want you to see this event not as something that we go, oh, I don't have to come that day or I finished church at 11 that day. But no, buy into it, invest into it, bring something. Lord said bring a plate, preferably with food already on it, not an empty plate expecting it to be filled because that's what I heard when I heard bring a plate. But bring a plate with something so that you can say, I want to contribute and I want to I want to partake in this whole idea. I want to connect with people on a greater level than what I do on a normal Sunday morning. So it's not just going to be in the format that it is next week. It'll be in many different formats throughout the year. But next week is just the start of of that happening. Okay, real care. Let me give you some more information. Community centre. So, our building, really, we are a church and we will always be a church. But I really am wanting to see that this building, remember the church is not a building, but this building be a community centre that houses a church. It also houses new Australians learning English. It also houses the welcome place. It also houses a whole range of other different things. But really that this physical building, the roof, the walls, the carpet, we would start to see or the community would start to see this building as a place that can benefit them as a place where they can use, a place where they can um, grow in and be improved in if they come to do a course, but just that this would be a place that belongs to them as a community, that would be part of the community. So our building, whenever we refer to the building, we're going to start to refer to the building as the community centre, just when we talk about it in here. Um, the building side of things, the community centre, we have signed documents to refinance our mortgage. We found a lender that would lend us money and you want to know who it is? I'll just say which bank and (laughs) you should be able to figure it out from there. That was a really bad joke. Keep moving, Lottie. We've refinanced, so we've signed our loan last week. This will enable us to put on a new roof and a new air conditioner throughout our building It also reduces the monthly repayment on our mortgage. So we talked about that last year saying we're really hoping to be able to do this. We're actually in the process of doing it. The bank received the loan documents last week signed by us, so we're ready to go there. Within the building, the community center, last year someone donated the money to build the shower and laundry facility for the homeless, and the work on that is starting this week. So out the back there near our toilets, yeah. The disabled toilet will have a shower installed in it and then the laundry that's currently in the disabled toilet will be moved out to the hallway into cupboards and so there'll be shower facilities and laundry facilities for people that don't have those in their life and need to use this space to do that so that's starting this week which is fantastic and thank you for that generous um, few people that helped contribute the funds to do that so that's a really great thing something else that we're doing and starting very soon is we're building a permanent food pantry. So at the moment, we operate a food bank where people can get really cheap groceries and buy them. And they're currently on trolleys and little demandable things, but we're building a permanent home for them. And so if everyone turns around, you'll see that our, currently in that corner, we have the beautiful stack of chairs. <laughs> and in the other corner, we have a parent's room. What we are doing is we're going to build the parent's room over there where the chairs are. And that room over there is going to become a permanent food pantry for our community to access off our foyer. So that will include freezers, shelves, fridge, food, so that can be decked out fully as a permanent home to do that. Again, part of saying this building is for our community. So work will begin on that. We're going to do it, hopefully, with the least interruption to our families so that we'll always have a space for you parents with kids because we acknowledge that coming to church can be difficult in that season. So basically over there will be the new parents' room and in the parents' room there will be two sections, a private... I remember when Lucy, when you were born, going into the parents' room at my previous at Macquarie and mum's breastfeeding and as a dad just going, I don't know where to look right now. This is all new to me and this is just embarrassing. So we are creating a private little room within the parents' room for breastfeeding mums And then another little section for where dads are welcome and you can feel safe that you can look anywhere and it will be okay. (laughs) So, that will be in that back corner there and um, work will start on that soon. So, that's our building. Refinance, showers and laundry and the new food bank and parents room. There are things that are happening. And then also, of course, the roof and the air conditioners. So, there's a lot happening within the actual bricks and mortar of this place this year. The Welcome Place starts back on February 14. Welcome Place is where we open up the doors of our church for our community. People come in, can have a cuppa, can talk, can connect and we just have people from our community come in and feel welcome and that they yeah, just have a safe place to belong through the week. So that starts back on the 14th of February. Real Care will continue to do crisis food packages where we give out how many packages did you do last year, do you remember? 150 food parcels went out from this church where people just come in and can take a bag of groceries. We've got two different types, those that have a kitchen and those that are like maybe living on the street or in their car or whatever and don't have access to a kitchen and we give them food. So that will continue to happen from Real Care. The Christmas Day lunch will continue to happen. There was a great buy-in from the community this year. There was also the Christmas um, hampers or packages that went out to families that couldn't make it here on Christmas Day. So that will continue. CityServe, we were involved at, where were we? Metford Public School last year. And in October, we're looking for a new project, a new something in our local area where we can just go, roll up our sleeves and paint and garden and do whatever it takes to help improve a local community area. So if you know of something you want to suggest to us, by all means, come and let us know. It doesn't have to be a school. It can be anything in our community that is in need that we could do in a day. What else? Our community festival that we want to be involved in, we're still, again, looking for the right thing. But really, my heart is this, that the stuff that our community already puts on, we would be part of it. So next week is the River Lights Festival, and they're talking about celebrating the multicultural aspect of Maitland and the surrounding areas. What a great thing for us to be there, not officially as a church, but us, because we are the church, to be there and support it and be around in it because we value and want to be part of our local community. Now, that might not be your thing, but there's something in August called the Aroma Festival, which is chocolate and coffee, which may have your attention. <laughs> but we're looking at things like that that we can be involved in. Not that we are going to run it, not that we're going to take over it, but we love our community and we want to be part of the things that our community are already doing. So we're looking at what we can do in that regards. So you'll hear more about that. So that's real care and that's all continuing to happen This year, some vision projects. These are things that we support or involved in. Um, Vision, mission. The first one, Scripture. This year, we're increasing our contribution to Scripture in the local area so that we can cover more schools, um, just with the money that they need to run Scripture in the local primary schools of this area. We're going to keep giving towards Liberty for the Nations, which is Steve and Helen Blake. There's a building team going to Vanuatu in June to build a home for what they call the town boys. These are young boys that have come from the villages and the surrounding islands to Port Vila for work, can't find it, can't find a place to live and they're basically, are they homeless guys or they're living at the school? So they're building up, this year we're building a home for them so they can have a a place to live and a safe place. So if you're interested in that team, you can see Gary um, in June, there may be a spot left on the plane and you can go across. I did hear that at the end of the week that they're going to a resort for three days of R&R, so it's kind of like a little sweetener at the end. But something else that Liberty do that we are um, supporting, and we're doing it on on the slide, but now we're officially doing it. Liberty have developed this thing, Steve Blake's son, Matt, where they have a discipleship training program for church planters, evangelists, youth leaders, pastors in the Philippines. And rather than going over there and teaching them, what they're doing is $200 buys them a tablet. And from Australia, they are sent all of the stuff and they do it online. And so $200 puts someone through this discipleship training thing to go and reach their local community. And we have said, no, we want to support some of them. They're launching it into Cyprus this year. And from Cyprus, they'll go up into Turkey which is ninety-eight percent Muslim nation, and has churches that are trying to start and grow in a nation like that. And so, training like this just enables them to be trained on their doorstep and go into areas like that and plant churches and do work for the local church. So it's a great initiative that they've started. And two hundred bucks is nothing to put someone like that through. I love what um what Gary said. He said, "I'm, I'm probably not probably. I'm never going to go plant a church in Philippines." or in Turkey, but for $200, I can equip someone to go and do it. And it's just a great heart that's saying, I can't do it, but I can send someone else who can do it. And it's a great way that we can be involved in that. So some of the money for liberty will go towards them. We'll support Youth Alive locally. Youth Alive put on a great local outreach and we will give them um, financial support to help do that. We will be giving towards Gangala, which is Will and Sandra Dumas, which is the indigenous initiative of our, our movement. They run a training centre at Tweed Heads and so we're going to give them financial support to do that. We're also going to support the Arnhem Land Outreach. So every July they go to Arnhem Land and do a two-week trip of of outreach in some of the local communities up there. We are going to be going as a team in July. Willie takes a team from churches all around the nation and we've said, yep, we will send some people. So if anyone wants to go to Arnhem Land, I think it's the 16th to the 26th of July. This year, come and see me and you can go on that team um, and be a part of the the local outreach in towns in the north of our nation. So if you're interested in that, come and do that. Then we also have India, which is church planting, continuing to support a work over there where they plant churches throughout India. I'm planning to go in September. Again, if you want to come on that, we don't have exact dates, but if you want to go on that team to see the work of church planters in India, you can come and see me. And the final thing on Vision is Compassion. We're sponsoring children in Medan, Indonesia. This year, we're not sending a team over to Medan. We are still continuing to support the two projects that we have over there. And in June, we're doing a Compassion Sunday where you can sponsor kids individually um, in one of those two projects in Medan. There's a, a young lady from Compassion who's coming I've forgotten her story, but it's, um, I've forgotten her name, but her story is that she was on her mum's shoulders in a backpack thing when her mum and father were shot fleeing from um, the troubles in Africa. So she went into a compassion centre at an early age and now I think she's studying at university um, in her nation and has a heart to see her nation go be turned around. So she's a great example of the work that Compassion does. And she's coming in June to share her story with us as a church. And that day will give you an opportunity to sponsor kids for Compassion. So they're our different vision projects. Take a breath. Lots of information, but I just want you to be aware what's going on. When it comes to Count Me In Sundays, it's about knowing what's happening But like I said before, it's also about you being involved. And the word I I sort of felt for this compassion, not this compassion, for this Count Me In Sunday, was the word engaged, engaging, or re engaging. And I believe for some of you, it's time to re engage in the life of church. For whatever reason, what's happened in the past, you've disengaged. And I'm not having a go at you, but I am saying today's the day where you make a decision prayerfully with God, God, I'm going to re-engage in the life of church. Direct me and show me how and what that looks like. Belonging and being engaged in church is more than just attending on a Sunday. Count me in, Sundays are your opportunity to be engaged in what's going on in the life of church. There's two key ways that we talk about. You'll have this on your envelope, on your envelope, on your seats. I think we put them on every second seat. In here is information about how to give and also how to volunteer, because those two key areas really sh- um, are ways that you say, yeah, I want to be involved, I'm, I'm counted in in what's going on in the life of church. Just on the, the finance side for a second, in 2017 as a church, collectively we gave $95,000 towards real care, the vision, and the building, which is fantastic, we thank you that for every dollar that was given, it enabled us to do all the things that we did. In 2018, our target is 125,000. So it's okay to have a a faith target of increase. That if we can give 125,000, we'll be able to do all those things I talked about with Real Care, all the things we talked about with the vision, all the things we talked about with the community center, we'll be able to do that with 125,000. Or this year, the giving process has been streamlined. Any giving that you give above and beyond your tithe and your offering Count me in giving, remember, is above and beyond your tithe and your offering. Tithe and your offering is what you do week in, week out. What We do every Sunday, but the count me in giving is saying, no, this is more, this is above and beyond that. And everything that you give in there is now going to our real life foundation. Real life foundation is going to be the body, if you like, the accountant, if you like, that receives all that extra giving. And from there, we will direct it to Real Care, the community center, Or our vision projects you have the option of giving of saying all right here's my donation and i want it to go specifically to the community center or real care or whatever you have that option you don't have to do that we will distribute it if you don't tell us how you also have the option of having a tax receipt if you give to real care or to the community center the building so both of those are tax deductible giving Anything in the vision area is not tax-deductible, but the other two are. So you can give. If you want to give today in a moment, in a few minutes' time, we're going to take up a Count Me In offering, and you can use a giving envelope and give that way so that you can allocate where it wants to go or whether you want to get a tax receipt. If you're not ready to give today, you can also put one of these in. There is a faith promise card in here coming out. That one. It's green. And on the back of it, there's a way that you can make a monthly commitment to give. This is what we do. We say we're going to give monthly. This is our amount. And every month, these are going into these areas. And that way, we can start to plan and budget for what our year looks like. You might not want to do a monthly giving and you might not want to be able to give today. But you might say, hey, some stage this year, I want to be able to give an amount and this is what it is. You can indicate that on here as well. So there's giving today, there's setting up monthly giving, or there's making a faith promise to say I want to give in the future. And like I said, our goal for the year is 125000 one of the things that we talked about in the board meeting was that every month we're going to give us an, give you an update on how we're travelling. Not to put pressure on, not to do anything other, just to keep you informed on how we're going. So on the first Sunday of March, I'll be up here and say, this is where we're at towards our target. And we'll do that throughout the year, just so that we're aware of what's going on in the life with our finances. Next thing, volunteering, serving... This church does not exist without people volunteering and serving and giving their time and their skills and their resources. The simple reality is we need volunteers for this church to survive. And right now, at the moment, the reality is we need more of you. We need that's that word re engaging, I believe, for some of you is simply to go on a roster. And I know that's not fancy and it's not exciting in your mind you go oh going on a roster but it's that simple faithfulness of saying I will turn up when I'm rostered on once a month once every few weeks whatever it is that keeps church ticking over that keeps things moving forward that is a way of saying I want to be involved Um, the reality is we have many people covering gaps at the moment and if they continue to do that they're in danger of burning out because they see the need, they're already busy, but they go, no, I can't let that gap go unnoticed or unattended, so they step in. If all of us just became aware and said, you know what, I want to do my part, I'm going to serve on a regular basis, the problem would not be there at all. And at the moment, I'm not doing this to be negative, but we do have some areas in church life where we need extra support. One of them is multimedia and sound. The unseen, up there in the sound desk, putting the words up, the screens up, running the sound system, we need more of those volunteers or operators. We will train you, we will show you how it's done, but we do need some more people to put their hand up and say, yeah, I can do that once a month, once every two months. Just being part of that team would greatly increase. It just would take the pressure off the two or three people that... Are doing it at the moment. Here to help team, the guys that collect the offering, that give out communion, that set up the auditorium. Again, we need some more volunteers in there. Our kids team are always saying we need more leaders out there in kids. What a great way to invest into young lives than out there. Our CAF A team. I don't know if you noticed, but last week we talked a lot about food and events involving food. So we need more team out there serving in the cafe even next week we need some people to help distributing the food otherwise it's just going to be a free-for-all but that would be fun (laughs) but just even simply coming and helping dish up the plates and serve out the plates would be a great way of serving and being involved in the cafe team there are so many different ways you can be involved and again they are in your packs i think there's a form that says how can you help it's as simple as ticking one of those areas putting your name handing it in at the end of service and saying, yeah, I want to talk to someone about joining a roster and being involved in the life of church. In here, there is something very important that I want to draw attention to. It's a working with children check and a volunteer declaration. This church will be a safe place for all people. And the only way that's going to happen is if our volunteers fill out this form and say, yes, I am a safe, I don't, The volunteer declaration, you can read it. It's what you're agreeing to by volunteering. And if you work with kids doing a working with children check, it enables us with confidence to say to families, come to our kids' program, come to our programs, because your kids, our, our workers and our volunteers are being accredited and checked out. And so this is really important on us being a safe and responsible church. You know, if you want to coach at the soccer team, you've got to do one of these. If you want to be involved at Real Life Church, we need you to fill out one of these as well. So make sure that you do that. They're all in those envelopes which are on your seats. Next slide. Why? Why bother? Why go through the effort? Being on a volunteer team will cost you. There will be days where you don't feel like it. Why give... Why engage? Why go the extra mile? Why pay the sacrifice? Why pay the cost? 1 Corinthians 12 verse 25. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts in the sound desk that we don't. If one part hurts every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters in to the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That is who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. Count Me In Sundays are simply accepting that we have a part to play and saying, I wanna play my part. I wanna play my part in serving and volunteering, and I wanna play my part in giving and contributing. It's just simply saying, I've got a part to play, and I'm gonna value it and realize that together, we can be so much better. Together, we can do all that God has called us to do. Together, we can be a light in a dark place. Together we can provide hope for people that have no hope. Together we can reach our community. Together we can see kids sponsored in other countries, church planters sent out. Together we can provide a shower and clean clothes for someone who's living out of home. Together we can do that by us playing our part. Volunteering and serving is not just on a Sunday. There's opportunities through the week, There's opportunities behind the scenes. There's opportunities everywhere. But my prayer this morning is that all of us would say, you know what, I'm going to take up the the challenge. I'm going to take up the opportunity to be involved, to engage in what's going on in the life of church. Can I have the creative team come? In a moment, we're going to receive an offering for Count Me In. You can put in a faith promise form or a giving envelope, whatever you like. If you are not ready to give, that is fine. Take one of these home and pray about it. Take one of these home and say, God, where and how would you like me to be involved? What is the part that I can play in the life of Real Life Church in 2018? If you're not ready today, that's fine. We are still going to take up that offering in a minute. Out in the foyer, we have a table. Assign sign-me-in table, not assign me in table, a count-me-in table, a place where you can volunteer to serve, where you can talk to someone, you can get the information about how you can be involved in serving. Again, if you're not ready to fill that out, don't fill it out. Take it home, pray about it, and bring it back next week and say, yeah, this is where I will be involved. This is how I am going to be involved in the life of church. I have heard, is this correct, that there are Magnums or ice creams at that volunteer table. Now, you can have one even if you don't volunteer. It's not a if you volunteer, you get an ice cream. They just happen to be at the volunteer sign up table, it's the place where you pick up your ice cream this morning. But I encourage you just to come outside in the foyer afterwards and connect, have an ice cream together. And if you're not ready to make that commitment today, at the very least, take it home and say, God, where and how will you have me be involved in 2018? Can we stand, church, if the here to help team, want to get ready to collect that offering? I'm going to pray. Then I'm going to ask the offering to come around, and then I'm going to hand back to Loz to wrap up the service. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you that this is your church. We thank you for those great words you spoke, that you will build your church. Lord God, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against your church. And God, I thank you for this local church, real life church, that you have placed us here for such a time as this. You have placed us in this community, in the centre of town, Lord God. And God, just like we are located geographically in the centre of Maitland, Lord God, I pray that we could be a church that is in the centre of our community, in the centre of being part of our community, Lord God. Part of reaching people with your love and your grace and your truth. Part of putting dignity and value and worth on all people. God, I pray, God, for every need that we as a church have. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our source. You are our provider. And this morning, Lord God, we make a decision that we will be counted in. We will be a part. We will be engaged with what's going on in the life of church. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us. Show us where. Show us the how. God, we just make a decision that we will be involved. God, we thank you, God, that the best days of this church are still ahead of us. We thank you, Lord God, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard what you want to do in our lives as a church community, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, for the lives that will be reached this year. Lord God, for those that will be hearing your word and your truth for the first time. We thank you that we get to be a part of what you are doing on the earth. We commit all that we've talked about today into your hands, God. We ask, Lord, that you continue to lead us and guide us, give us wisdom and direction. We thank you, Jesus, that you are a good God, and we love serving you and worshiping you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, team. Let's collect that offering, and then I'm going to hand to Loz to wrap-up, and we'll go out and eat ice cream together. Thank you.